Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. If you're a busy mom with a lot to get done, you're in the right place. In this podcast, I teach you about how to organize your life so you can have plenty of time for your business, your hobby, your family, or whatever it is that makes you feel fulfilled. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 27, When You Want Beautiful Organization, an interview with Reset Your Nest's Jen Martin. Well, you're going to want to buckle up today because this episode is loaded with organizing tips you're going to want to use. This is actually the very first time I've brought someone in for an interview on the Life Organized podcast, and I have been saving Jen and this topic for the spring because I know you're probably dying to get some things organized in your house. In fact, next month in the Life Organized membership, we are going to be spending the entire month getting organizing projects done because it's just that time of year, spring cleaning, we're ready to clean some things up. So I knew this would be the perfect topic for today. And who better to inspire us to organize our homes than Jen from Reset Your Nest. Jen is the authority on beautiful organizing. So here's the deal. Jen's shared so many amazing tips in this interview. I know you're going to wish you'd been writing them all down, but I wanted you to just be able to enjoy listening to the episode without worrying about how you were going to remember everything she said. So you're going to love what I've done for you. I've taken all of the juicy tips, captured all the products Jen recommended, hunted down all the links, and I've put them in a PDF that you can download. So you can grab these at thehappygal.com slash reset. I'll include this link again at the end of the show and also in the show notes. But again, thehappygal.com slash reset specific notes and links from today's interview that you're about to hear. And trust me, after listening, you're going to want all of these things sitting in your inbox when you're ready to use them and do that organizing. All right. So you're welcome. I love you. I'm excited for you to hear this information. So without any further ado, let's get to this fun interview with Jen. Okay, everyone, I am so excited to introduce you to my guest today. This has been a good friend of mine. We've talked for a while just about our passion for organizing and how we have that in common. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Jen Martin. She's the creator of Reset Your Nest. Jen, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. Jen has just been so awesome. It was kind of like, Jen, when we went to lunch that one time and saw each other for the first time, I walked away feeling like I had a new best friend. Like, I don't know if you felt that way too, but it's just so fun to meet people in this industry. They're so genuine and real and easy to connect to. And that's how I felt about you. It was just so great to meet you in person. And I don't know. You're so nice. I felt the same way. I felt like I had a life coach, a business coach, and a new best friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the feeling was mutual. Yeah, it was. It was a match made in heaven, I guess. So, and I, we talked even then about having you come on the show. I hadn't even started the podcast yet, so this is a long day in coming. So I'm really happy to have you here. So, okay, Jen, tell everybody about you. Tell them about Reset Your Nest, how it started. Um, you know, a little bit about your family. Just kind of what do they need to know about you? Okay. Um, so I am a mom to four amazing kids and I've loved being a mom. I, 
I had some side gigs going on, but I mostly stayed at home with them for the first 10 years of, you know, my oldest child's life. And, um, after some financial hardship, repeated financial hardship, I had a moment where I felt like it was, it was my turn to really help my family. And the one thing really the one sole thing that has stood out over the years is like my most defined trait, the thing that I've been passionate about in my own home and helping others with. And that really was just me at my core was my love for organization and design and making homes beautiful and functional. And so I decided that I wanted to start an organizing business. And at the time it was just me. And I kind of thought it always would be me going into homes and helping others, but it quickly turned into a lot more. And I started to grow a team and we started to do these really big organization transformation jobs quicker and better. And um, through a lot of hard work, we continue to grow. And now we're, we're expanding outside of Utah and have over 60 employees and it's turning into something beyond what I could have ever imagined, but it's been a really, really fun journey. Well, and it's just been so beautiful to witness just from when you first kind of showed up on Instagram and then watching where you are now, which by the way, if you don't follow Jen on Instagram, got to follow Reset Your Nest because all of her before and after pictures and videos are all amazing. But um, yeah, you do just an amazing job at taking organizing to the next level where it's just becomes just beauty. And I think that's what you're so good at and why I'm so excited to have you on the show because um, I feel like what I offer my audience, I'm, I'm very much about systems and staying on top of things and being productive and, you know, being organized so that you can have an amazing life and do the things you really love to do. Um, but when it comes down to those details of just having that project that looks amazing, that's why I brought you in because you're really, really good at that. Thank you. And I, I, I love the function and the systems and I'm so passionate about those. And I, I also feel like that added, just that added touch of beauty. It just, I don't know if it's just pure happiness that it brings (laughs) (laughs) or what it is, but, um, at least in the systems that I create and what I'm passionate about is not sacrificing any of that functionality, but just elevating that look. And it really, it elevates the feel when you're in a space too. And so it's something I've, from the very beginning, I knew I wanted that to be part of my brand and what I was delivering to clients. Um, and it's just so much fun. So I thank yeah. you. I had a lot of fun creating those types of spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do a really good job of it. And so I just, I mean, this is a really general question. Take it wherever you want to, but where do you start when you want to make your organizing beautiful? I think we all know you want containers and, you know, you've got to do the system right, which we've talked about on the podcast. I've shared my organizing strategy, but like, where do you take it that level from doing like that homemade looking kind of job to that professional job? I don't know. What do you want to tell us? You're the expert here. (laughs) There's so many things I feel like I could share. I do think, I mean, first and foremost, it's important to be practical and realistic about your space. So if you are organizing an office closet, you're not probably not going to spend tons of money on, you know, straw baskets or, and if you're in a garage, you're going to want something that can withstand weather and dust and dirt and have practical items in each space. But once you are realistic about what your space is, um, I think any space, I think organization is beauty, but also being realistic about how you maintain systems. So if you are not one to maintain systems, 
within your containers. Getting containers that are opaque versus clear can help clear clutter visually. Um, and really just finding containers that make you happy. And that, I mean, the practical side is finding containers that fit the space and fill the space and that are easy to wipe down depending on what you're putting in there. That's all important, but also just containers that that either match the aesthetic of your home or just your own personal style and make you happy on some level. I know we're not all the same and not everyone can get excited about a plastic container. <laughs> if you see something and you think, I really like that, and it happens to fit your measurements, I would start there. Um, another key element that I think makes really all the difference in the world for functionality and then also for beauty is labels. I think labels yeah. can be so beautiful and, and taking that extra step going beyond just your old school, like handheld labeler or, um, handwriting labels. Some people have beautiful handwriting and that works, but in general, <laughs> yeah. um, really taking that next step, it adds a lot of cohesiveness to whatever space you're organizing. And I think it really up levels the space. So I'm so glad you brought up labels because I agree. I think that does make a beautiful finished look. Um, I really love the brother labeler because of the convenience. I've looked at some of those packs of labels at the container store and you're limited to what those labels are already printed to say. And a lot of times you've got to have, you know, more customized labels. So talk to our audience about what you do in that situation, how you get those beautiful customized labels and, and have, you know, that different look. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I have tried so many of those packages. You can buy them on Amazon. They're great deals. And some of them say that they come in packs of like 300 or 350 different label options. And you think, well, they must have thought of everything. And these must be great options. Really, when it comes down to it, I, I think the only way to do labels is to actually make them your own. Because every person has such a unique way of eating, way of organizing, way of living, whatever it is. There are some things that might generally be the same, but I don't know if I found any one family that looks and lives the exact same as another family. And maybe if they do live the same way, then their homes are going to look completely different. And so whatever it is, there's so much variety. So I do like making my own labels. I love the Brother P-Touch cube. That's really nice. And you can connect it to your phone and there are different font options and it has a thicker label tape. So I think it really elevates the look. And then I've always been a fan of custom vinyl that can get more expensive. And unless you're someone who already does that and loves crafting and has a vinyl machine, it's, it's cumbersome and harder to switch out labels, but it looks pretty too. Those are my top two votes as far when you're talking about aesthetic and labels. Right. Um, I prefer to go that route instead of ever buying a package of labels, except for spice labels. That's really the only time I ever buy a, a pre, a pre-packaged set. Okay. Okay. So the custom vinyl, which you would have to just kind of see what's around you, but if you know, you want just a surefire bet that brother P touch Two that connects to your phone gives you that ability to, to choose the font or to write the specific way that you like to word snacks or your protein bars or like whatever it is that you're using, that's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's a hundred dollars. So it's an investment for a labeler, but I think it it's well worth the investment. It's something you'll use for forever. And one comment too, I love that you said, um, or however you want to call it, because I think that's the other thing too, is we just have different ways 
Um, maybe if you have protein powders, you just want it to be called protein, or maybe it's your smoothies, you know, the things that comprise your smoothies or your protein shakes. And so it's really nice when you have that freedom to look at a container or whatever it is and, and the items in it and call it what you would call it individually or what your family calls it instead of something what the what the company called it right yes. that made the labels <laughs> that's exactly how I feel like it's got to work for your family and maybe you have a whole bunch of protein powders right so you need so many of them so having that way to just make it on your own is great okay I love that we talked about that because I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of the work that you do um what about you go to you know, the container store or you look online and there are so many options. How do you pull together such a beautiful look? Like you'll mix some, you know, like you said, baskets with some, I don't know, some metal, um, more metal type containers or, you know, there's like more the plastic look like, how do you go about designing that? Are there any good tips that you can give, especially so for me, like I, I can do it and I can I can try to imitate what I see online, but design is not a natural thing for me. I wish it was. That would have been the most convenient gift to get <laughs> along with organizing. But that's why I love people like you. Um, so yeah, what would you just 101 putting spaces together like that, pulling a look together? What do you recommend? That is a really good question. Um, 101, and when I'm thinking of the answer to this question, I'm really thinking of beautiful linen closets and pantries, I think, more yeah. than almost anything. Um, closets in their own way, create their own differences because you have hanging clothes and then you have shoes and then you have bins. And so, um, variety is created naturally by nature of a clothing closet. So thinking of linen closets and pantries, pantries that have shelving versus I know some people don't have a traditional pantry and it's like pull out drawers, but when you think of a any kind of a pantry where you open a door and you're looking at shelves, right. um, I think it's really nice to mix materials. And so you can, I believe you can still be practical um, and probably put peanut butter and honey in a plastic container or on a plastic lazy Susan that's easy to wipe down and not in a water hyacinth or straw basket that's going to get mm -hmm. sticky and gross over time. Mm -hmm. um, so you can be practical while still um, having that designer look. So I like to mix up my textures. I like to mix up color a little bit. I'm pretty monochromatic um, generally in how I style pantries. So they're really versatile, um, but either with pops of black or more neutral with like earthy tones and whites. Um, I like to match the style of the client. So sometimes we'll go with a more modern look or a more modern farmhouse look. Um, but I think you can find baskets and bins that match any style and that um, they also add variety. I had this sweet client one time who she wanted us to come and she said, I've been following you for a long time and um, I just can't get it right. And we came to her house and she had bought, I think, 30 large water hyacinth baskets. So 30 baskets of the same size and the exact same basket. And she had tried to just sort by category, all of her things. So her entire pantry was water hyacinth baskets and they're beautiful baskets. It was great, but, um, not every category needs the same size container. Not every right. item makes sense to be put in that basket. And even aesthetically, even though they're beautiful baskets, it was just a lot of the exact same thing. So mm -hmm. I like to mix, 
Um, natural textures, I think plastic is great and fine. And if you like clear acrylic, that's great too. But I think it's important to have a variety. I really like to steer clear of um, having a pantry with all clear containers. Um, I think that can look really cluttered and messy. I love, you mentioned metal. I love metal baskets, but I'm very careful about how I use those too. So one of my rules of thumb for using metal baskets is that the items that we put in it are really consistent in color because they're open and you can see in it just like an acrylic bin. So I love using them for produce um, or, or if you have something like boxes or packaging, that's all the same, yeah. like this style of cake mixes, or maybe it's a quinoa mix from Costco and people have those packages. Um, those look really pretty because it's not a lot of different items. And then the items that are more busy, where if you have a breakfast bin where you're throwing a bunch of stuff in, keeping that in an opaque bin is my preference. Um, and then I do, I love decanting items. That's the word that I use for getting rid of the bulky packaging and putting it into a container. Um, it's not always the most practical for every person and it depends on the item, but when it is a practical solution, I think it's so, so beautiful. And so being able to see the flour and sugar, not having it be in a paper bag, but having it in a clear container, I think it can add that functionality and also beauty. So I just, I like mixing all those things, different textures, different containers that I think can both be functional, but when done in a certain way, looks yeah. really yeah. I, you know what, that decanting is beautiful. And just, um, you know, to kind of reiterate what you were saying, decanting is when you take your cereal out of that colorful cereal box and you put it in that container that's consistent. It just neutralizes everything going on in the pantry and makes things look nicer, or if, you know, with your baking supplies or whatever. Um, what do you do in your own pantry to keep up on that? Because I think we have some great ambition when we're organizing our pantry that way. And then we're coming home with the groceries and we're in a hurry. How have you been able to advise your clients to keep up on that so that you can maintain that look? That's a really great question. I really talked to my clients ahead of time about if they're willing to commit. I was just talking to one yesterday, you know, yeah. is this something you want? And is this something you can commit to? And if they say yes, then we go for it. In my own life, I think the best way I've been able to maintain it is by getting my entire family on board. Mm. So you know, that when we come home from the store, usually Costco, um, we will fill all of the items that we need to and anything that's extra, it goes, we have a separate food storage closet where we put any of the excess. So mm. I don't know the last time a cereal box has actually been put in my pantry because even if we have leftovers, the leftovers go somewhere else physically. Right. Um, and we refill yeah. If we refill, like we have a big basket full of snack size popcorners that I love to eat. That's like our favorite snack. I love those too. I love this <laughs> the kettle corn, sweet and salty. That is my go-to snack. Is that yours? <laughs> yes. I love it. See, we're, <laughs> like I said, yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever put a box of items ever in my pantry. Cause my kids know that when we get home from Costco, we open up the box, we dump out the snack bags where they go. So even if it's right. not an actual airtight cell container. So I think just building really good habits and knowing the things that you're using. A quick tip though, if you're decanting, um, just so that the older items don't always like stay settled at the bottom, I do always pull out a bowl or a plastic pitcher and I dump the bottom contents in if it's not completely empty. Because mm -hmm. I like to refill when I come home from the store. 
So, yeah. I mean, something gets empty before then and I have extras, I'll refill it, but it's really nice just to have a, a moment usually once a month where we just fill everything up. So that's, yeah. Okay. That's a great tip. I'm really glad you shared that. Cause I think that does have a tendency. You get the stale stuff at the bottom and doesn't feel as nice. So I love that. And I just wanted to comment on a couple of things that you just said. I'm just going to implement a little happy gal lingo here because I think we teach a lot of the same things. Um, listeners know I use the, the term habit hook quite a bit and habit hook is that idea that when you have an existing habit that's already in place, if there's something new that you really want to start doing, it really cooperates really well with the way the brain works. If we hook an existing habit into the new habit that we want to create because it just starts to become that automatic trigger. And so I just love the idea that when you come home from grocery shopping, the habit hook is I walk in and then we decant, we refill, we, you know, keep up that pantry and put all those things away. So I wanted to highlight that term because I think that's really important for our listeners to kind of connect the dots between those two things. The other term I wanted to bring up as we talk about prime real estate sometimes with a happy gal where there are certain aspects spaces in our home that are like that prime real estate it's expensive it's accessible it's convenient and so we want to use that for the most important things and especially because you mentioned costco we come home with large quantities of food from places like that and we don't need all of that food in our prime real estate we just need what we're using right now and on a weekly basis so that idea of having that, um, you know, extra storage space that you can move those things to the excess to, I think is key to keeping that space really functioning and beautiful. So just love that you mentioned that. I think that's yeah, really important. So, and I 100% agree. I love both of those, um, both of those principles. And I do, I know not everyone, um, always has that extra storage space. There are other ways that you can have excess stored somewhere else so that you can maybe, I mean, sometimes we have to get realistic in the space that we just don't have. And maybe shopping at Costco isn't in the cards for some spaces, but you can also find places like maybe up high in your pantry or down low, right? You can put the excess so that all of the items that you bought in that one time are not taking up that prime real estate. So it doesn't even need to be in a separate space, but you can separate it out so that that, that front and center real estate is exactly what you said, just yeah. what you need in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Same principle that those convenient shelves are your prime real estate and up high or down low. Those are not as convenient. So yeah, I love that you brought that in. Um, all right. You mentioned something earlier we got to go back to because this was so good. You said a rule of thumb when you've got those black or those metal baskets, you put monochromatic similar colors in those so that you don't have too much busyness. What are your other rules of thumb with some of your other containers? What do you always like to use certain containers for? I think that'd be really fun to talk about. Oh, it just depends. I mean, there are so many containers and just different looks. Um, I I love adding texture. Um, so for me, I love the more natural looking baskets. Um, and there are a lot of different ones out there that you can get. Um, but I, I really like... Um, there are these, there's a wood crate line at target that I really like. Um, some of them are in their bright room collection and some are, um, carried by pillow fort, which is like their children's line. Um, this is like the really good detail that you're giving us right now. (laughs) So everybody write that down, pause and rewind it, write that down. (laughs) Um, but they're really affordably priced. They're sturdy, they're wood. They add this really pretty natural look and, um, 
I love using them. They come in different shapes and sizes, but um, the biggest wood crate is 13 inches about um, a 13 inch square. And it's great for being on the floor of your pantry and can hold um, heavy cans, maybe backstock cans or drinks. If you're buying drinks by the case that you use to fill your fridge. Um, so I like, um, I like those products. Another rule of thumb that isn't really about product, but it's about aesthetic is I really try and keep my line of sight consistent. And so if you're using OXOs decanted into containers, I like to make sure that they're all the same height. Okay. So you're not jumping around and the same thing, like there, there are water hyacinth baskets. They're four different sizes, I believe, from container store that you can buy. And even if you go to Home Goods, they sell them in different sizes that nest inside of each other. And they might all fit on your shelf and they might make sense for the items that they're holding. Um, but I like it when there's a consistent line of sight. So I make sure that even if there's a small one next to a big one, that's fine as long as they're the same height. And so with acrylic containers and different containers, it's just something I always keep in mind. I don't like to, um, it's not enough for it to be consistent in the product that it's made out of. It also needs to be consistent in its height. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Another rule of thumb, because I was talking about, I love to break it up and I love to have variety in a space. I also think it's important to have enough consistency that it doesn't start to feel cluttered. So mm -hmm. I like to keep, unless we're talking about lazy Susans, which we often use in quarters, I like to at least have two of a certain type of container groupings of two or three baskets okay. that are similar next to each other so that it doesn't feel too, too wild and crazy <laughs> for an organized pantry. Right. Um, yeah, those are just a few. Well, I think that's so good. I mean, I, it sounds like common sense as you say it, but I think also sometimes if this stuff doesn't necessarily come naturally, like those are really good principles you can grab onto so that when you're at the store and you're overwhelmed maybe by all the choices, that gives you a starting point to kind of know what to start to look for. And one of the things I notice with some of my clients is they get a little bit hung up on finding the perfect container. You know, they just, they're spending money and time and they really want it to look beautiful or be really functional. And um, I feel like sometimes they get a little too tripped up on, I don't know what the right container is, as if there's a, there's a clear right and all the rest of them are wrong. What would you say to those people? Do you run into that at all with any of the people that work with you or your clients or what would you yeah, say to that? Absolutely. I mean, I do think it's challenging. I think finding the best containers can be a challenge and I don't think there's just one right Um answer to every situation, but I empathize with that a lot because there are so many clients whose homes we've come into and they've already spent a significant amount of time and money trying to get there. And it's just has felt like a challenge. Um, I think, I think the most important decision when finding the right container is, is measuring the depth of your shelf and getting a container that doesn't hang over the edge, but fills the space. And so I think if you start there, if you know the measurements, it, whether you're shopping in person or online and, and start there and then find a container you like, whether it's whatever it's whatever material it's made out of, um, I think, and you think it will work for the items. I think that is the right container for the space. Okay. That's a great baseline. And you know what I'm going to follow that up with? I've got another happy gal lingo 
done's better than perfect, right? Like you make your best guess and um, you get it done. And I think those principles you've shared give you just a really great guideline to go by. And then, you know, you move on, <laughs> right? So true. And it's so, it's so, so true. This is a confession I probably shouldn't be making on here, but. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, we def, I have tried and true products that I love and use and there are systems that I have had in place and like, haven't even like had to lift a finger for, I mean, my pantry, I really haven't touched in the four years since I installed it, since I designed it. Um, but there are others, there are products that continue to come out and they're, my family's changing. I now have two teenage boys and I didn't a couple years ago. And so the dynamics of our family are changing and, you know, our, the, our household's changing too, whether it's our hobbies or the remodel that we went through. And so, um, I'm still not done, I guess is what I want to say. And I, I feel like there are still spaces that I find a better product and I give it a little upgrade. I'm continuing to upgrade my home, even though it's been organized. And so I do think done is better than perfect because in a year there might be a new perfect, or it might be a new, a new product or a new system that needs to be put in place. And I don't think you're ever going to have an entire system that's never going to change. That might be one of the most important things you've said today, because I notice a real tendency for people to feel like I have to get organized as a destination. Like, you know, one day I will have it done and I won't have to worry about it again. And one of the most important principles, I think, is being really fluid and flexible and pivoting. You know, like you mentioned, do lifestyles change? Um, I remember when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden I was like, I need a place to put all these masks. Oh my gosh, I, I had a drawer, a mask drawer. <laughs> Like, that's not something I ever anticipated. And so it was there for a few years. And then, you know, I don't know, sometime in the last year, I'm like, what are we doing with this ma mask drawer? We don't, you know, we don't need a whole drawer for masks anymore. And so pivoting like that, I think is really important. And I bet it makes a lot of people feel really good to know that professional organizers are always practicing what they preach. You know, we're not done. There's going to have to be an update. Thanks for framing it in a positive way. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what we also do, I mean, I really, I believe in systems and I do feel like when, when I'm talking about what we offer at Reset Your Nest, it's, you know, we recognize this as an investment, but this is an investment in a way to live. And I do think these systems are easy to maintain. That doesn't mean that they're 100% perfect for the rest of all time. And so, yeah, there's just yeah. a little to evolve in there. Yeah. I, I like that you just use the word investment because- that's one thing that before I was a professional, like I've always liked to organize and I've always needed it. It's just been part of kind of how I like to function, but knowing how to do it professionally. One of the tough sells for me was spending money on containers. I grew up, you know, being taught to be really frugal. And so that seemed like excess to me or not necessary. And it was quite an evolution for me to recognize the need for containers, number one. I mean, the aesthetics is one, the form and the function, kind of as we've talked about before, right? Like stuff needs boundaries. And so, you know, I had areas I'd try to organize without containers and it just didn't work. And so anyway, once I accepted containers were important, knowing how to do it on a budget or knowing where to spend your money and where not to. I would love to have your thoughts on that because most listeners are going to be doing this at home on their own. And, you know, you, it can, there can be some sticker shock when you look at the grand total of products for a pantry. And so um, how, what are your tips, I guess, for finding some more affordable things? And again, just, you know, putting your money in certain places and not others. 
Yeah, that is a really good question. And there's definitely sticker shock. Um, yeah, there was for me too. I mean, I was always organized the same thing. I was organized in a very creative, um, you know, practical <laughs> crafty sort of way. Um, and I do, I, I value the, um, the quality and the aesthetic that, um, nicer products bring, but with that is usually an attached price tag, but I do think there are ways to, um, not beat the system, but find more affordable ways. Um, I love home goods for certain things. So being really selective about like some of the lower price point products you can get there is really nice. Like the bigger baskets that maybe you would put on the floor in your pantry can be a fraction of the cost. It's harder to find more consistent products at home goods. Um, Target has some really great products right now. And so does Walmart. They just came out with a home edit line this last year um, where you can get acrylics for significantly cheaper. Um, I would never buy acrylic from the container store. That's my tip. Oh, um, that's so what you like clear acrylic containers, Amazon, um, they have a line, well, and they have their own line. It, um, it's called M design and their acrylic ends up being much, much more affordable than what you can get at container store, especially if you buy a package of eight containers mm -hmm. and it's really easy because it really just comes down to dimensions and they come in a lot of different dimensions. So if you have a deeper shelf, they have 16 inch bins and then you can buy a bigger package. Um, I also think Oh, and then I was going to talk about Target. So Target has, like I was sharing those wood crates, Target has some great products that are more affordable. I do think um, starting small, starting with a small space and being really intentional about how, what pain points, solving for the biggest pain points in the smallest space first, mm -hmm. I think is a really nice way to, to focus your budget because Big spaces can get overwhelming just in terms of the amount of work it is and then also the cost. Um, but if you identify your biggest pain point in the smallest space first and you can get a feel for how much it costs to do it right, then maybe you can work up to those bigger areas. Um, I'm trying to think of other budget ideas. They're really, you can find, Target really has some great drawer dividers that are really affordably priced, some plastic bins that are affordably priced. Like it is possible. And even container store, I'm not anti-container store. We use it all the time. They have these bins called white bins with handles, and they also have multi-purpose bins um, that are, it's not like they're, they don't cost nothing, but they are really great products, more plastic products, but they're really great products at a, an affordable rate. And so I think like you were saying, done is better than perfect. And in the same vein, I think that it's really nice to have the approach of good and done, I guess, to use your lingo, done is better than Pinterest perfect. And so um, finding products that are versatile and easy to clean and high quality that are also not going to break the bank Um that will still, and you can, you can jazz up a white bin with handles with a really cute label and have it look really clean and lovely. And those are, you know, three to $7 a piece instead of some containers that can be exponentially more. And so, um, I definitely think there's a way to do it on a budget. Um, it just takes a little bit of creativity, but I love to share all my links and all my finds. I try to be as generous as I can with information that I've learned. And so, um, Hopefully that helps too. I love to be a resource for how and where to find some of those 
Yeah, you definitely are the expert for that. And I just love we've kind of come full circle back to labels, right? <laughs> Where we started. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, maybe in those spaces, just finding less expensive containers that still meet the qualifications of sturdiness and um, all those other things we've talked about. And then, like you said, jazzing it up with a label is great. And I, I love hearing this because I think sometimes you look at what you see online, you mentioned Pinterest and Instagram and some of the social media places where uh, you just wonder, is do people really even live in this? How long does it stay looking this way? Am I able to really accomplish this? And I feel like we're just really inspired by what you've shared today, because I mean, this is pulling back the curtains on a really successful professional organizer that does really beautiful work to see how those looks come together, to see what types of products to pick and how to make it affordable. And we even got to talk a little bit about keeping those spaces up, right? So we can continue to enjoy those. Those are real lived in pictures, um, just if we have it hooked that little system to keep it up, right? Yes. And I love that you brought that up. I So we had the pleasure of organizing a space for a home in the Parade of Homes mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago. And we actually, it was so interesting. There was already a home buyer. And so we spoke at length with the home buyer. We actually emptied out most of her pantry of the home she was currently living in and brought it over to the parade and then wrote a really big list of all the things she wanted in her future pantry because it was a lot bigger than her current one and did a great job doing our thing and designing it and organizing it. And I was visiting the parade of homes as a as a spectator, as a visitor and walking through. And I heard these two ladies say, there is no way that anyone is ever going to be able to keep that up. You know, this is just like mm -hmm. ridiculous. And I didn't say anything, but I thought it's so interesting because I, it might seem overwhelming from an outside perspective, but that pantry was actually designed with this family in mind. And it was mm -hmm. perfectly curated to the family. And we actually just did their storage room a couple of years later, which was just in, like six months ago. And the pantry looks the exact same as it did yeah. when it was the parade of homes. And um, I do think you can have both. Not think, I know you can have both. It takes a lot of planning and intention and maybe some time to like budget for it. Um, but I really do believe you can have both. And it's not, you're not sacrificing function for it being beautiful. Right. Well, and it's just like we talked about having those systems to maintain it and then just recognizing the value of implementing it in the first place. I mean, why do we have a organized pantry so that we can cook and so that we can eat healthy and so we can have family meals? You know, why do we have an organized closet so that we can feel good about the way that we look? Why do we organize our office so that we can be efficient and we can get things done and not waste time? And so I think when you come from the standpoint of the purpose behind it and what it's doing for you, there's some incentive into wanting to keep it up. And so those containers, that upkeep, it just becomes a natural part of the process and it pays for itself many times over in what it gives you. So I 100% agree. I love that. <laughs> Preaching to the choir here. <laughs> Oh, Jen. Okay. This is fun. I think we could probably geek out on all things organizing forever. Just keep talking about it. But where do you want people to find you? And I think you also said you've got a great discount for anyone that is looking to bring in Reset Your Nest to organize a space for them. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so you can find me. I'm on almost all social media accounts. It's at Reset Your Nest on Instagram. 
We have a YouTube channel, Pinterest. Um, so wherever you like to spend your time, you can find me. Our website is resetyournest.com. And I I write a blog there as well. So if that's your thing, um, I love writing. I love writing about all things organization. And then, yes, I'm so excited to offer any of Jenny's podcast listeners a discount of $300. So if you mention this podcast at the time of your free consultation, um, $300 will be taken off your final invoice. That's such a generous offer. So you guys go look Jen up and get on her schedule. It You'll never regret it. It's beautiful work and has such a good payoff. So, all right, Jen, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Okay. Did you love this episode as much as I thought you would? Jen is just so genuine and likable and so talented. I'm so glad you got to meet her today. So just remember, she's offered a great deal to Life Organized listeners, $300 off an organizing session with her. So be sure to check her out at resetyournest.com and include that coupon code, that Life Organized podcast. And remember to grab your free download with all the tips, products, and links she just shared today on the podcast. You'll find that at thehappygal.com slash reset. And thanks so much for hanging out with me today. And just remember when you feel overwhelmed by the clutter in your life, the Life Organized podcast will get you organized so you can make space for what matters most. We'll talk to you next time. 